Hello and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. Doesn't it feel like life is always busy? We're running from one thing to the next constantly. Today, our campus pastors Dave Cash and Chuck Foster discuss the value of rest and how to make the most of our rest when we do get to have a moment. I hope that you feel encouraged from today's session. Let me pass it right along to Dave and Chuck. Hey there, good morning, Chuck. Hey, what's happening, Dave, man? You doing all right? I am outstanding this morning. Got my coffee and I'm ready to go. I've got a little Zip Fizz. I got this at uh, Costco, man. I kind of need some energy this morning. Zip Fizz. Yeah, I got that at Costco. It's kind of a, I don't know, caffeinated stuff. B, it's got some B12 or something in it. I don't know. It's helping me a little bit. Wake up this morning. Early morning, man church this morning. It was awesome. Oh, that's right. Y'all have a good man church this yep, morning? It was awesome. Man, you are looking slim and trim. Slim and trim. Well, I've been you on this are. crazy diet for uh, it was three weeks uh, yesterday. Yeah, you told me about that. No, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, basically you're starving all the time, like a supermodel. Um, yeah, and you're turning I, into one. You know, back when I was a supermodel. Um, but I am starving all the time. So, yeah, um, yeah I've lost 14 pounds. But, That's great. Uh, Congratulations. I drink. Yeah, I've only uh, 23 more to go or 24 more to go. Yeah, well, I uh, found them. I hit my first goal. I found them, if you want them back. <laughs> well, you were at home and you were kind of sick. I was. Around. I was kind of kind of held up there for a while. Feeling good. Drove today, which is like the first time. Yeah. Which is nice. How many accidents you have? Only two. Here? Only ran two <laughs> Only people off the road. Two people off the road. Yeah. You don't have a Mission City sticker, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I do. So that's not that's a, that's not a win for us. I've had a couple of people go, yeah, I can't put a Mission City sticker no. on mine because bad uh, idea. I'm not a great driver and I get mad easy. And it's like, well, maybe that'll be your accountability. Yeah, it won't work. Because <laughs> no, no, just... that was part of me with my diet is uh, our executive pastor, Don, he holds me accountable. This was sort of the, his diet plan that he came up with. And uh, he went so far as one day he was throwing something away in my trash can. And he goes, hey, there's some Cheez-Its in here or something. Did you eat that? And I was like, no, you had been no, in there. Chuck ate he, them. I was like, no, Chuck and I met today. He's like, I was like, you can call Chuck. So he <laughs> peeks at my trash can. I was like, that's a brother that holds you accountable. Oh, yeah. I don't really want Don going through my trash. <laughs> I think there's popsicle sticks and there's a Ruffles bag, I think. Uh, I think I had some muffin, a muffin plate. I don't know. I mean, I well, you know what, what the thing about the diet for me now, that I'm at three weeks, is they say, it takes three weeks for something to become a positive habit. Something yeah. to become a negative habit much quicker, but a positive habit, you know, like in three weeks. And so there's things that I think even in the spiritual realm uh, of things, when we're trying to, you know, start reading our Bible or start praying is we, we only give it a few days and we kind of give up. And one of the things that we want to talk about today is resting in the Lord, resting on the Lord, resting because of the Lord, what resting looks like in the Lord, because we are such a, a fast-paced, moving society anymore. You know, it's like you're running from, and, and parents that have a couple kids in sports at the same time, they know what that's about, you know, or or you got a cheerleader and you got a baseball player, you got a football player and a soccer player. You're constantly running, and then you have a job, and then you want to make sure church is there. And pretty soon you are running just exhausted all the time. Yeah, the parents. And that affects you. The parents of elementary school. Yeah. yeah, it affects you spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And there's a lot of times that, that uh, we see conflict within 
families because there's so much busyness. So when you have couples or anybody that comes to you talking about being overwhelmed and you're sitting down having your pastoral time with them, what do you share with them about resting? Well, you want to see a good picture of restlessness. Just look at, you know, a young parent. Yeah. You know, I've got a few young parents and you just see that. I mean, they, they don't have to tell you they're tired. They it's just, it's on their face. It's on their body. They got kids, you know, especially the ones that have two or three kids yeah. and they're running from thing to thing, you know, I, I, you know especially I, the more kids you add. Cause you know, you, you have one, you know, you guys get, you know, an opportunity to play zone defense, you know, yeah. then well, you get two ma- and then it becomes a man to man. Well, I, I've, and yeah. then you have three and it's like full court press. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on. Yeah. I, I was told you didn't really know what parenting was until you had the third child. Because, you know, you got one for each of you. And then once you get the third, it's kind of a juggling yeah. match. You know? and somebody goes, so it's like having two kids. Or it's like drowning in the ocean. And someone and hands, hands your, your baby. baby. <laughs> I think it was Jim Gaffigan that yes. said it. But, uh, yeah, so what, what is your oh, advice? Is somebody's watching on and they're feeling this sense of restlessness. And maybe they're even having to watch these podcasts and these snippets because they're so busy with work and everything else. What what would you say to them? Oh, man, I you know. Number one, I, I would try to empathize with them. You know, I've been in their, I've been in their shoes, um, just being uh, a coach, a teacher, a, a, a parent. Um, you know, the hours that we work, we're, you know, we're tired. You know, you, you, you work and you're tired. And um, a lot of the focus is where are you putting your energy? You know, a lot of people are, are their energy is misplaced because they are, they're restless in their life. They, it's not because they don't believe or feel the need for rest. It's because they have, have a misplaced priority and they're, they're rushed from place to place. So I always talk to them about, Hey, what is your priority? Where are you spending your best time, uh, to, to refresh yourself? Because if, if you're always chasing whatever it is, your child's activities, your, your schedule that you have, because you, you're, you're playing catch up, you're yeah. always on the defense. You're yeah. always playing catch up. So you never get a chance to rest. So it's about prioritizing your life, yeah. trying to achieve and, and find some balance. You know, it starts with how you start your day. Yeah. And I, I believe rest starts at the beginning in the morning when you, you, you get quiet, you get still. We were talking earlier about, you know, the definition of rest is not just taking a nap. Right. Although a good nap on a Sunday afternoon, nothing beats it. But it's really about that being still. Yeah. And and meditating on God's word and getting that morning, your morning off right, um, I think is it's just key. You know, for me, I, you know, it's that be still and know that I'm God meditating on who he is, meditating, meditating on his presence and, and do that by reading God's word, listening to some worship music, just getting your body and your mind right. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, being still and and that is the Hebrew word for rest in the old Testament. Whenever you're seeing the word rest, it's talking about being still. You reference Psalm 46, 10, which says, be still and know that I am God. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the first part of that verse. Mm -hmm. The rest of the verse says, uh, I believe I will be exalted among the nations. And that's a result of, that's a result result of of rest. Being still watching and, and really, not even so much about taking a nap or taking time off so much as as it means just stopping being still before the Lord and just trusting Him. Mm-hmm. And what I sort of went to was Psalm 23, 
five, the first part of that. I'm going to share that with y'all, and I know we'll have it up on the screen. But this is called being still before the Lord, I think. David, uh, after in, in verse four, he talks about the valley of the shadow of death. In verse five, he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Uh, that's just the first part of, of that verse, Psalm 23, 5. And I'm sitting there thinking about what that really means. And if, if you're anything like me, I've got to sort of put myself in the place. And David was in a lot of battles. Mm-hmm. And when you're most vulnerable is either when you're sound asleep or when you're eating. And uh, we were talking about the dieting thing early, and it's easy to get distracted on those things. But think about you're in the middle of this big battle. There's, they're, you know, they're fighting with swords and all these spears all around you. And then just all of a sudden you go, I trust so much in the Lord, I'm going to stop and eat. And you set a table up and then you just sit down and eat while the battles ensuing. It's sort of, you know, obviously it's it's sort of this metaphor for I am so still before the Lord and I trust so much in God and his provision and what he has led me to. I have peace because that's really what what happens is you can be busy, you can be running, but still be at peace. Yeah, you, you, the story of Elijah when uh, Ahab and Jezebel were chasing, it was was after him to, to to kill him, and and he's running, and at some point he's like he he falls asleep underneath the tree, and he wakes up, and there's a, a, a just a nice cake, yummy cake for him, and a jar of water, and he eats it, and then got and basically gets commanded, hey, continue to rest all while he's being sought yeah. after to be killed, but he rested even in the midst of this, yeah. just this going after him and wanting to kill him. Uh, and, and God provided that rest for him because he, he could trust in God. He knew that God was going to uh, care for him. And even if, even if he died, even he was under God's protection, God loved him and he knew, you know, he knew he was he was God's chosen person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not really we don't really pray as much about trying to change circumstances as we pray to be still and be at peace mm-hmm. in spite of what those circumstances are. And you think uh, I think I think Pastor talked about it on Sunday with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace was like um, you know, their words to King Nebuchadnezzar were the Lord God will protect us, but even if he doesn't, you know, so it's like yeah. whatever happens, you know, and I, I read the, the the biography of Stonewall Jackson. He got his name Stonewall because they were talking about him in the middle of battle, bullets flying around, people screaming, cannonballs exploding, and he never got scared. He never got nervous. And they asked him, they were like, how in the world can you stay so, their word was serene. You look serene in the midst of a battle. And he said, I don't worry about my appointed time. My heavenly father already has that because of my relationship with Christ. So whether I'm in battle or whether I'm asleep in bed, my life is in his hand. And if more men understood yeah. the peace of God, more men would be brave. And so it's sort of in that same mentality as we're running out and running busy. You can still be busy, but still sort of be at rest just because you trust so much in our Heavenly Father. Right. Um, when I think about what um, rest and the whole concept of rest, God rested. Mm-hmm. You know, God's, you know, in, in Genesis 2, not because he's tired. God doesn't get tired. Sure. God has no 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 capacity for, his tire, for, for, for being tired. So... Sure. He rested as a picture for us. Number one, there's an appointed time for us to to separate from work, to separate from the things of life. Right. 
uh, to rest. And we know it, we call that time uh, a time to meditate on God's word. That's why Sunday is so important. The gathering of the church right. together is a day of rest, the Sabbath, right? Um, it's commanded in Exodus that, that you should rest, that God set this appointed time for us to rest. Um, and that he is our place. He is our place of rest. If you look at um, in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who are right. weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Right. I'm your place. Sure. So when you look at all these facets about God appointing rest, you know, we as a, as a society, we want to continue to do things and run and, and, and go accomplish a task. God says, hold on a second. I need you to slow down because there's a time for you to, to, to stop and be yeah. serene and still, because if we don't, we just run by God Yeah, and we try to do it on our own. And, and you think about all the distractions, you know, we had Justin in a few weeks ago, uh, who's our uh, communications director. And he was talking about social media and, and, and the balance there. And, and that's one of the questions I'll ask. They're like, you know, I'm just running from here to there and I'm doing this and that. And uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I took myself off Facebook because I realized, you know, an hour, even an hour and a half a day, even though it was not for an entire hour just staring at it, but just taking that time, I was like, there's an hour I could have been in God's word. There's an hour I could mm-hmm. have been in prayer rather than trying to, you know, keep up with what everything that, that's going on. And I often ask that, like, like you said, when you talk about priorities, uh, what is, what does that quiet time look like? And also too, is all the things that you're doing honoring God? Because what we have to look at is whether your student is, is in baseball or football if you take those opportunities to talk to people about your relationship with Christ, to talk, invite people to church, invite people to your life group, D group, just to, to invite them to lunch so you have an opportunity to share the gospel, if you would use those things as a platform to talk about Jesus and so forth, I think you're going to find that your purpose isn't necessarily your kid being the starting quarterback or the the big league pitcher or whatever that might be because that's going to be much smaller you know chance of that happening as they get older but they're going to all stand before God someday and the thing about it is if you are using the sports or whatever to lift up the name of Jesus you you can have rest while you're in the stands or doing the other things because you are lifting up and elevating the name of Jesus. Yeah. I think, I think restlessness is, is kind of what you're talking about. People who are restless, yeah. you know, um, cause they're, they're constantly going and, and constantly moving. And, you know, a lot of reasons why that their work, their life, their diet, their, um, they're, they're addicted to their, their thing that they're doing. It creates so much restlessness. Um, in them. Um, I think a lot of it's just because we talked, we just kind of, we, we mentioned this before. I think people are just discontented. Yeah. There's a discontentment in, in their lives. You know, Psalm 42 talks about, you know, so much about discontentment, you know, as the deer panted for the, the, the stream, he needs water. And, right. and you, you just see that in 42, this, this heart's cry. I mean, heck Psalms 23 is about, is about, getting rid of that discontentment in, in David's life. You know, he talks about Psalms 6, 6. I, I don't have it before me right now, but it's about we have this groaning 
to always be moving forward or yeah. moving and we don't rest enough because we are just so discontented. And yeah. I think that's part of our society. Isaiah 55 talks about that. He says, all you who are not satisfied, yeah. you know, when he talks about being yeah. satisfied with the water, which there he's talking about cleansing and salvation. And he talks about being satisfied mm-hmm. with milk, which talks about discipleship and growing. And then he says being satisfied with wine, which he's not talking about the drink of wine. When wine's mentioned in the old Testament, it's usually celebration. And so yes. he's talking about the worship. And so, so often uh, we are trying to seek satisfaction in things that will never, ever satisfy our souls. No matter how much we make, no matter uh, how much we own, whether we got the, we stood in line and got the brand new iPhone that can just sort of just transport us to another part of the planet, we think, or whatever that might Is look that like, 14? you know? I, I think so, because that's the ads that's coming up. I think I still got like an eight or nine or yeah. something like that, you know? And so anyway, it's... I just switched it's, to iPhone, so. Yeah, I remember when you made that that difficult switch. Cause I did it a few years ago, yep. but the thing about it is we, we're, we're, um, sort of setting the bar so low for what we're seeking satisfaction in. When, if we set the bar higher and talking about a relationship with Christ, which is the highest thing that we can, we will be so satisfied. I have never, I, even though I made less money after I became a believer and went into the ministry, I was so more satisfied with my life because Jesus is more than enough for me. And I can rest knowing it, it doesn't matter what the bank account says. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. It doesn't matter uh, where my kids are in the starting lineup or any of those things. If I'm satisfied with Jesus, I'm satisfied with life. Right. And I, I, I hear you. I agree with that. You know, I, I look at, at rest also kind of as a gift that God gives us. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about that. The this, I, I was reading that in, I think, Mark 2.27. I think it says that the Sabbath, I got it right here. It says this, the Sabbath was made for man, man not for the Sabbath. Yeah. That's God's gift to us. Yeah. Rest, he, he He just desires it so much for us. It's It's a gift for us. And it's also a way that we worship. I mean, we get to work. Yeah. Our, our, our rest is actually an opportunity to spend time and worship God. Yeah, you know, I remember the first church in which I pastored and taking them on the first mission trip, and we went to Mexico on the border, went to Laredo and Nueva Laredo, and a family went with me that became really close friends with me and, and my family to this day, uh, tw- you know, twenty year, over 20 years ago now, or right at 20 years ago now, and um, they used their vacation time to go on this mission trip rather than go to Disney World or go mm-hmm. on this big hunt or whatever. And I remember the mindset on our way there thinking, you know, we're going to be busy on this mission trip. Uh, I'm going to have to take time off when I get back. You know, I'm going to have to go on a vacation after we, we get back from our vacation <laughs> sort of deal. And so they went on this mission trip and we were busy. We were sharing the gospel. We were doing all these things. And it was it was getting up at 630 in the morning to have breakfast, get out and then having a worship time at eight o'clock. Uh, to nine story times and things like that. Oftentimes didn't get bed till 11, then starting out early. And actually they came back refreshed. Yeah. Even though they actually slept less hours, drove 
several hours and all those things, they were so refreshed because they were so consumed with Christ. And so he was so consumed with them while they were on this trip, they actually came back like more refreshed from any other vacation. Well, you think about a vacation, how often you go, it's you're, you're, you're self-indulgent. Yeah. You're running you, from one and you're eating, you're not eating yeah. right. You're not, your, your sleep is intermittent. You're, you're focused yeah. on yourself and your own self, uh, enjoyment so much that you really don't rest. I've been on a vac- we've been on vacation with kids. It's t- tough to rest yeah. with vacation with kids because you're they're just they're going ninety to nothing. Yeah. You're trying to please them. You know, of course, if you're driving anywhere and then you're reaching in the back, yeah. you're trying to knock the uh, knock them. Keep them, honey, uh, get your flip flop off. I've got some business. Yeah, to take keep care them of. apart from from fighting. And but when you 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 hit it right there. What are you, where are you spending your energy and your time? Even if it's a vacation, which is going on a mission trip, your, your intent is to serve God. You're, you're there for the purpose and God renews your energy as a result of that. And there's a difference too, between physical exhaustion and spiritual exhaustion. There's been times when I've been physically exhausted, but I had to carry on. So I grabbed a a zip drink or or something like that to sort of, you know, okay. And and eating a Reese's peanut butter cup or something. Uh, Oh, it's been a long time, but anyway, you know, you kind of get that energy a little bit to get you by, but when you're spiritually exhausted in your soul, all you can do is stop and take that time to drink from the well of the living water that Jesus provides and getting into the word. I mean, there's been times when I had funerals and I had I was preaching in the middle of a revival and something happened in my church and, and it was like so spiritually exhausted. I came home on a Saturday and I told my wife, I was like, I've never been as exhausted as I am right now in my soul. Mm-hmm. I've got to get alone with the Lord. I got to go somewhere. Yeah. And she totally understood. She's like, you, yeah, you, need you can't to take that. enough naps. I you could, can't I, get enough hours sleep. Yeah. I, she's like, I thought you slept well. I go, I did. I'm just so spiritually exhausted. And so I kind of took that, that rest of that day to, to go to a place in the church where nobody knew I was going to be there and just sort of get, get, get back with the Lord. And so that's what's so important about the, the rest is we're so busy today. We've got to be rested in Jesus Christ. Yeah, we need to spend our time in God's Word. That's where we find, that's where we find true rest is getting spiritually renewed yeah. each day. And man, that's, a, that's an everyday thing. I mean, God provides mercy each morning yeah. for us. And I think that's, that's what we need. Yeah, we, even, even go, even though you say, man, when I wake up, I'm so exhausted. I can't imagine getting up 15 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, but normally you'll sleep to the last minute. Then you're racing to get ready or get your kids ready. Mm-hmm. If you would just give those first few minutes to the Lord before you get those kids up, uh, or, you know, just in the shower or something, just that time in the bathroom with the door closed where you maybe have your Bible stashed and you can spend that right. time before you start the day would make the biggest impact in your day. And so, man, this was, speaking of time, we're running out of Golly, our time. It went quick. quick. It really that seemed was... to us, maybe to you out there, it seemed forever. But, yep. man, we felt like it went quick. But, uh, yeah, get in the Word, get in prayer. Get rest. Get, get the right rest. kind of rest yeah. you know, with God. Absolutely. So great, great time with you again. Yeah, Awesome. Good. We'll see you next week. Yeah. I look forward to seeing y'all next week. God bless. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Mission City podcast. If you like this, then hit the like button down below and leave a comment about what was your favorite insight from today's session. If you hit this button, then it'll take you to another one of our great sessions that you can listen to right now. 
And if you hit this button, then you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and be notified when the next session is released. Thank you again for watching and we look forward to seeing you next week.